Welcome to the Thoughts from the Couch podcast. I am your host, Justine Carino, licensed mental health counselor. I am here to lean into conversations about relationships, resilience, and recovery from life's challenges in order to support you on your journey to finding clarity in what you want for your future. We will talk about the things that no one else really wants to talk about in order to help you heal from past wounds and create a life that truly fulfills you. Please note, this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. So my guest today is Kathleen Healy, Certified Holistic Health Coach in New York. Kathleen and I have been very close friends since we met freshman year of college about 15 years ago, and I really can't believe it's been that long. We danced together on the UAlbany dance team, and we were co-captains, and it was probably some of the best times of my life um, with that dance team. And since then, we've gone to each other's weddings, birthdays, bachelorette parties. We watched each other start having babies. And at one point, we even had a book club, which has kind of fallen apart because we're so busy. But that's mom life nowadays. So we meet now to brainstorm on our businesses and get sushi and catch up. And I really think that Kathleen and I have such similar values, and that is what has kept us as friends all of these years. So thank you so much for giving us your time today, Kathleen. Yeah, it's so great to be here with you, Teen, um, or Justine. Call me whatever you want. It's wonderful that we've been able to maintain this friendship for 15 years. It's incredible to see how far we've all come. Yes, thank you. And I'm so excited for you. Kathleen has just started a business, which she's going to tell you a little bit about. So Kathleen, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career and what holistic health coaching is? Yeah, so I have been a phys ed and wellness teacher for 10 years. I used to teach in the city. I now, well, you know, I started two years in the city and I've been teaching in Westchester County for eight years. I've also coached sports from the modified to the varsity level, and more uh, recently, I've become a certified holistic health coach. Amazing. Yeah, so it's all, you know, my careers are connected, and I um, really fell in love with the whole uh, wellness space because fortunately, the district I work in is very supportive of moving beyond the traditional sports. So we have a beautiful dance studio and I've been able to teach yoga. I developed a wellness curriculum and you know, I had a, you know, a lot of momentum with it. And so I also do holistic health coaching for adults, men and women, mostly ages 27 to 47. Cool. And it's a really powerful form of coaching where we look at how uh, food has a major impact on someone's mind and body, but where holistic health coaching is different than, say, a nutritionist or a dietitian, is that we work with people on um, how to connect food to all aspects of life. And Mm -hmm. I use the phrase core four. We look at food and how it's related to your relationships, your career, your finances, spirituality, and physical activity. Yeah, a little bit about health coaching. I love that. And I really honor that. And when I heard you were doing this, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. I feel like this has been a part of your calling for so long. You know what I mean? I just feel like it makes sense given your passions and your interests. So I think this is amazing for you. 
And health and nutrition play such a big role with mental health. So I thought you would have some valuable lessons today. So today's topic is going to be about how you made health and nutrition a priority and really changed your overall lifestyle for the better because of it. So would you mind sharing a little bit about your personal journey with wellness? Yes. Yeah, so I've had a lot of time to reflect on this and... Um... I really had broken my life down kind of in four phases and um, on, on really on how I and how I became how I'm here because um, like you had said before, we're busy. We have little kids at home and we have full time jobs and to make space in my life for holistic health coaching it came from a really authentic and genuine place of, of it being my passion because I'm the oldest of five and we connected through on the dance floor. So I earned my, you know, there dancing throughout my entire childhood teens. And then somewhere along, I have a great family. I still do, you know, 18 to 20, I lost my way. Really. um, I had stopped dancing, which was a part of it, but I was overwhelmed with all of the information. And at that time it was Atkins and protein bars. And, you know, you start to realize I had to take responsibility and manage my own weight at 18, 20. Yet I really did not know how to do that because I wasn't taught in school. And um, it wasn't really emphasized. And I was able to maintain the body I wanted through dancing. Long story short. So, but because of the way I felt physically, emotionally, I was just a complete mess. I always grew up confident. And then when you got to college, you're, you're, you know, you're like, oh my God, I don't even know how I feel anymore. So, um, and it easily gets lost too in college. Like you don't really prioritize that. There's so many other things that come in front of it. Yeah, totally. And I was, I was really focused academically. So I thought, you know, if I just had a 4.0 GPA and I was doing my job there, but like the people that you work with, you know, college is so much more than about grades and studying. It's the experience. It's the, you know, the partying is part of it, making new friends, creating a new identity. And had this outside identity, but that's not who I was not. I was loathing. I was, it was self-pity. And so I really mm-hmm. had to learn how to manage myself. And in those two years, small, very small, simple changes. However, it was not easy, but I, you know, I had found a group of friends, including you, who made me feel really good. I surrounded myself with those types of people, shifted right. my mindset. And I found running and meditation is a really you know, in vogue thing right now, everybody's meditating, it's on an app, it's here and there. And I don't traditionally meditate, you know, sit um, in lotus position or anything, but I found, (laughs) I I found meditation through running. And with running, you know, I couldn't run one lap around the track. And then in two years, I was running full marathons. And that's where weight loss really transformed into wellness for me. Yeah. Um, I remember when you started running it like, and when you do something like you do it a hundred percent. So like Kathleen didn't just like run one day and stop. I remember one weekend (laughs) you came to practice and you just ran like 10 miles. (laughs) What are you doing? Like we have a three hour competition rehearsal. You just ran 10 miles. So like, that's what I love about your personality. Like when you commit to something, you really do it. It's so impressive. Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. That's kind of how I'm pursuing um, health coaching here too. If I'm going to do it, 
Um, I'm really going to do it the right way, going back to school in a structured program, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I have a health coach studying under mentors. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the right way uh, because it feels really good. So when you do it the wrong way, um, you know, you can, you have like this, in, you know, you're really in tune with everything, but I would have really? to say, um, yeah. So, and then I had lost 35 pounds. When did that happen? I would say probably two, two years, two to three years later. Okay. When you prioritize like fitness and nutrition. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm 34. I, so yeah. So 15 years ago I had lost like 35 pounds. That's but, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. My friend, so- say, my friend Michael Ann says I am the long run that I'm consistency. Um, we didn't get to the green drink part. But- yes. I want to get to that, but you're right. Like, so you lost the 35 pounds and have maintained that. And that's rare to hear, especially with like a lot of the fad diets and lifestyle changes, people lose so much. And then it comes back like full throttle. You've been able, whatever your habits are, which you're going to share some has maintained that for you, which is awesome. Yeah. I so think, uh, just to go on that, I'm no longer grounded in like rewarding weight loss at the dentist of my mental health, which you're an expert in, but I'm not doing, you know, I'm not maintaining my healthy habits and my physique and all of that for anyone but me. And it stopped being, there was a point definitely. And there's, and I could still feel it being pulled sometimes where you want to look good and you want to look hot for an event, for a wedding, for a Mm. weekend, for an outfit. And that really has started to I really start to let go of that where you actually enjoy making the healthy choice because that's what you enjoy, not for a new dress or an event. And that's so true. Time um, takes a lot of reflection, a lot of um, support and talking it out. Totally. And that's what we valued back in the day, like college and young twenties going in the city. Like it was all about that outfit and how you looked in it. And then like you, we matured at some point and valued so many other things. But it felt good. Yeah. And when you do that, you end up looking hot in your outfit, in your dress, in whatever, because because that's that's like the that's the benefit of making the healthy choices, but it's not the first thing that comes to your mind. Exactly. Exactly. So along the way, you started my green drink. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I um I'm a big believer in the power of greens and making it part of your day, not a big detox or cleanse because we can all cleanse naturally every day with everything we're putting in our body. And I was bringing in, um, actually it had started before I was bringing it into work, but my I grew up with a big garden. My dad had a garden, and we were selling them at the farmers market. And I think planting that seed, like oh, we can get out there, and we weren't reinventing the wheel. I mean, there's green right. drinks everywhere. And I work in a pretty affluent community, but I felt that wellness was not just for the wealthy. So we needed to make these green drinks accessible, approachable, affordable. And it kind of took off at the farmer's market. But again, I have a full-time job. So I was bringing the green drinks to work and people were asking me to make them a green drink Mm. and making them a green drink every day. And, you know, then it became a business and my husband's a cop and the cops were asking for the green drinks and it wasn't Hmm. because we couldn't go out, you know, to the grocery store or the deli and get one because they were nine, $10. And then you'd have to get out of your car and people wanted health to be a part of their life. They, it just needed to be more accessible and affordable. I love that. 
and you made it that way. Yeah, and it really took off, but the but but how green drinks has turned into holistic health coaching is not it wasn't just the green drinks. It was the conversations around the green drink that sparked changed in people's lives. It was the weight loss, clearer skin, better digestion. And it was the support in the parking lot. It was the text message. Can you add in less fruit? Can you add, why do we have ginger in our drinks? It was <laughs> part of that, that right. really, really transformed people's lives. It was crazy. And I had no intention. I had no intention of that, but that's what kept me making the green drinks. It was not about the $5 here, the 20 bucks there. It was like, I really wanted one of my clients, you know, Kitty didn't want any sugar in it. So we were talking about not to be afraid of fruit. And, and it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. And these cops were a riot and it turned into hours and hours of conversations with them that really was is the basis of holistic health coaching. That is so cool. And it like demonstrates how going after one goal can open up so many opportunities that you didn't even know were heading your way. Like you started with green drink, then you had these conversations and then you're like, wait a minute, this is what I want to do. Like I want to add this into my lifestyle, this holistic health coaching. That is so cool how that unfolded. Yeah, it's really, and it's so much fun. Like now I have clients and I could, and their progress and the results they're seeing from minor shifts, everything from a green drink to running, everything we all know. We all know what we need to do. It's talking it out. It's the support. It's the accountability. It's the motivation that other that the people around us can provide to make the changes. You can live life the way you want to live. <laughs> totally. To- and it's like freedom of living life the way you want to live and freedom of feeling a certain way. Yeah, I've, um, Whole30, um, that's like one of the popular programs and yep. she food freedom. Right. And holistic health coaching really dives deep into the inner workings of all your relations with food and how it impacts everything in your life. So you can go out, like you said, with freedom to yeah. do what you need to do, to do what you want to do. I love that. So it's not like yeah, you yeah. grew up. It's not like you grew up as a little girl being like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a holistic health coach. You know, what did your career path look like? What did you initially want to be going into college compared to what you do now? Yeah. So I went into college for business and um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had a, a like kind of a big internship in the city, but the whole commute thing. It just wasn't for me. Again, I was really into running at that time. I still love to dance. I love to be active. I was seeing all this weight fall off, feeling so much better in my clothes, talking to people about it, finding running buddies and it, and, and while and doing that, but still like we would still go to the clubs and drink and party and eat pizza yeah. and like, you know, and, and that was, that's all part of it. That's all part of it part never, of process. Yeah, and never giving any of that up uh, and really reflecting and saying like is that serving you now is it not being aware of it being really conscious of all your choices all of that was part of like that led me to here so when I had went to school for business I talked to my parents like I think I want to go back and teach phys ed because I thought with phys ed I could do more of the wellness and the activity stuff right. and so I did and so I went back for my master's in phys ed and I love to teach just like we liked teaching dance classes when we were younger. I love yep. being in that like classroom environment. Yeah. And 
uh, love working with kids. And now I get to work with adults. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) And I also love how like, okay, you went into college with one idea of what you wanted to do, which was business. And then like you completed your degree and then you went out into the world and then you discovered a different part of you that you wanted to pursue. And you took that risk. You know, some people get stuck in like, okay, I already put the time and energy in this thing. I should just stay here. So I love that you changed that and that you went for it and you're happier because of it. Yeah, I think that um, we're definitely breaking out of the mold more and more. But when we were younger, we, we've talked about this too, Justine, during sushi, yeah. where it was, you know, okay, go to college, buy a ha- get married, buy a house. Um, yeah, there was a formula. Yeah, a life insurance, this, that, and check all the boxes off. And there is definitely something to say for that. It's gotten me where I am. But, and I've shared this with you too. I've done what I had to do to allow myself to go explore authentically who I truly am and take those major risks. And I took those risks by going back to phys ed. I haven't shared with you yet, and I don't, I'm not going to share on this podcast, but I'm taking another big risk with this health coaching business like soon to come and just jumping you're only here and it might sound it is cliche I guess to sound say but we're here once you have to live the life you want and you grow into it where you kind of let go of other people's expectations of what you quote unquote have to do should do and and really value those people that give that support you the positive support um we all know you know we know the risk we're taking we know the the scary things we don't need to hear that all the time (laughs) no you're so right and I love that you're talking about this and I talk about that a lot with a lot of my clients that like depending on where you grow up what your zip code is what your community is like it's like this pre-written life Mm -hmm. you know and expectation of where you go to college what you study the career you have so on so forth and it doesn't we falsely make people believe that's what equates our happiness and it doesn't. And when people realize that they're usually devastated because they've given a hundred percent to accomplishing those goals. They get them and they're like, I am not happy. This can't be it. And so I love that you're talking about the opportunity for people to really truly discover what makes them happy and take a risk with it. And I, and I think that's all good intentions. So we talk about legacy going sometimes with my students about, going to college because mom and dad went there or grandma and grandpa went there. And like you want to make them proud. They're your parents. And that's a good thing. Um, But, but um, that's a good thing. I'm not sure where I'm going with. Well, it's a good thing because it probably made, made somebody happy along the way. You know what I mean? Along the way, maybe mom and dad did benefit from that lifestyle, but doesn't necessarily mean you will. Yeah. And there's a difference between, um, like giving up and quitting versus letting go, letting, letting go of it. So it's like, Oh, I, you know, I, I don't want to go to this college. I just quit. I don't want to take this AP exam versus letting go and having a serious conversation about your truth is hard. It takes guts to do. And the more you do it though, the easier it gets. Um, and yeah. that's something we talk about in holistic health coaching is we really find our support 
our support system and whether those people are serving you anymore or they're not. And it's not quitting on them, but it's letting their, the power of them over you, letting it go. Like we talk about the pressure of, you know, beer and Chinese food and all of that. And it's like, are you eating it because you're trying to make somebody else more comfortable? Are you trying to please them? Are you doing it for you? And I work with 27 to 47 year olds. So I work with adults and it, and I say like, you are an adult. <laughs> if you want the beer, have the beer. And so then let go of the emotions around it, detaching yourself from the emotional aspect of it. That's why these diets, these keto diets, going vegan or whatever, it's so, it's comfortable to identify as like you're doing that. But the real work comes from having a coach who doesn't really know your mom or your friends and saying, you know, I, I'm using the story, but I had this, I had this co- girl, this girl, and she's amazing. And the the first week, she's like, my family's ordering Chinese food, and I can't have Chinese food. And then she's like, well, I'm gonna have it. So what should I have? And then feeling bad, and then binging, and then she's like a whole thing. And that it takes a lot of work to do. It's not a one, you know, quick fix. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's such a good example because then there's so many thoughts attached to that cycle that keep people stuck with guilt or like dissatisfaction. So the being able to talk about, talk it out with someone is amazing. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's I I feel is the missing link to missing link to a lot of the diets and programs out there. We live in information overload. We know what we need to do, but when you're in that moment, the coach, the accountability, the motivation piece specific to your situation, your lifestyle, your obstacles and challenges. Someone might hate Chinese food. Someone might not (laughs) drink. Like, and that's, that's really where the magic happens. The growth happens. Yes. Speaking of Chinese food, (laughs) during this pandemic, all I've wanted was Chinese food. It took me literally eight weeks to find a Chinese food place (laughs) that was still delivering, and I finally found it. I was so satisfied. Well, well, it's nice you're supporting local. I feel so bad for all these businesses. I know. I know. So, Kathleen, what do you think some of the biggest obstacles are for like 20 something females when it comes to taking control or taking the steps to their health and wellness and improving it. Hands down. I think, uh, I, I, I guess I jumped the gun, but information overload. I think we live in a world of extremes. These children, 20 year olds grew up with social media and extremes of the wellness world where it's like a picture perfect. You have a green drink every single day and you're taking Epsom salt baths and you're journaling and you're meditating and you're running and you're, you know, it's all of that. And then on the other side where you scroll through another thing and someone's got, you know, pizza and beer and beautiful and they're out partying and they're in a limo and they have bottle service and then they're traveling to Europe and they're doing, it's too much. It's too extreme. You want to look this way, but you're eating that way. Right. And, um, and it's, and so I think a lot of the information overload, I think labeling is, I don't, I think that's, I don't think we should label anything as good or bad. I think that brings in too much emotions. We've heard this phrase, compare and despair. Um, And I also think there's an immediate gratification to this. I don't think that, I I think people want to be really healthy because um, they know not only live longer, but better quality of life. 
including feeling really good in your clothes, but there's this immediate gratification piece with our attention spans being so small. It's like, I don't think people realize that it takes work and not work yes. in running on a treadmill. It takes introspective it takes work to dig deep in and so come true. be vulnerable. It's work. It's, it's work. Yeah. And I agree with you. So many of us don't want to do work about anything. Like we just want everything to be easy. And that's just not how life is. No, we want a quick fix. We'd rather pay for somebody to do it. Um, we'd yeah. rather take a pill and, and we don't need another diet book. We don't need another, you know, it was funny. I was even like was talking to you on my Instagram the other day and like, <laughs> Oh, a, a recipe. And it's like, I don't really know if we need more recipes. <laughs> I know. I was like, what are you talking about? Can you send me that recipe? Like, can you put that in a blog post for me to get the recipe? But you're right. Like, I can easily look up that recipe myself. Like, I don't need you to send it to me. And neither do you need to sit down and write it for me. But so cool is with the holistic health coaching is, though, like, if one of my clients wants to know how to make a veggie burger – but she like, then I will, I will create a recipe, a folder just for her. So she's not overwhelmed with all of the recipes out there. So if she's craving this, we have something specific to her, but I don't need to go out and make the recipes. I no. go and search the criteria and the things that are going, the foods that are going to make her feel good. Um, it's personalized. Yeah, extremely personalized, individualized for her because you know, now people are working from home. They're not working, you know, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. So the biggest obstacle is this information overload. I totally can see that. Totally. Now, do you hear people make excuses a lot about why they can't accomplish a certain goal when it comes to like their overall wellness? Yeah. I, I mean, I made them. Oh, I I don't have enough money to to join this gym or get this mm. trainer and I don't have enough money for you know that sort of program or I don't have enough time I have to work I I don't I have a kid uh yeah. BS 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 if you want something yeah. bad enough um you will figure out a way and the self-loathing the self-pity I did it for years um it gets you nowhere and I think that, um, yeah, having no time and blaming the victimhood, blaming other people, not only just blaming yourself, but blaming other people. It's like, that's huge. That is, so it's like time, money, and blame are like the biggest things that get in the way. And that, that makes sense, you know, and excuses keep us safe. They keep mm -hmm. us in the comfort zone because going out of the comfort zone is scary, you know, so they keep us there. Yeah, I think I've heard something where, you know, we're all talking about like tapping into what I am with my clients about who, what you really want in life, your truth, being genuine to yourself. And when you have those conversations, like either you're talking yourself out of something that's probably not going to serve you. But like mm -hmm. you said, if you get a little uncomfortable and your heart is pounding and or even I had this feeling of like, I just want to throw up because I'm so out of my comfort zone. But yep. it's like, you know, that's the direction that you need to move in then. If you're yeah. 
a little scared, that's the way you go. Not talking yourself into going to this party or doing this or sleeping in. If you're scared to wake up and go outside and run because it's so cold, but you know you will feel better in a little yep. bit, then that's what you do. And that's where I come in. Yes. And- I love that. <laughs> I love that. And it's a good point. Like I have to say probably one of the biggest risks I've taken was leaving my really oh, nice secure job like I loved my job before I went out on my own and I loved my co-workers and my boss and my supervisors I was comfortable there but I always had like this other pull to to do something a little bit different and go into private practice and so the night it was the last night of my job before I went on my own full-time and I was driving home and I literally had to pull over on the side of the Taconic to throw up because I was so anxious and I've never had a migraine in my life and I had this severe migraine that whole day I'm like what is going on with me I was like oh it's anxiety like I'm so anxious that I've actually now thrown up from this risk I'm going to take but then I took it and it worked so like I was completely out of this safety comfort zone that I lived in and like it served me so well so it was hard to make a change Yeah, but you were meant to do this. Like you were meant to kind of be on your own and the amount and the impact you are having on on the young adults, on real adults, um, and everything you did led you to this point. And, And other people are going to look at you, are listening to you now saying, I can do it too. And that's what we're so lucky to live in this age of technology where no, we all can do it too. Everybody has something special to offer. There is enough room for everybody. We didn't even touch on competition, but letting that, we didn't even let, you know, like letting that part go too. And there are few, you have one life to live. Take, if it really feels good to you and you're a little bit scared, go do it. What is the worst that could happen? If you have the best intentions, I mean, if you didn't do that, we would you wouldn't have this podcast that is going to impact so many people. Thank it's all, you. It's all good. It's all no, good. Yeah. I th- thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that's one thing that's great about our friendship is like we're cheerleaders for each other. Like I get really excited to hear about what you're doing. I think it's awesome. You know, and those are like when you talk about finding friendships, you want to surround yourself with people that that get you and that value the same things and are supportive of you. So, yeah. And who yeah. and you pushed me and motivated me and encouraged me in ways you, you know, you don't exactly like say it and all the time, but little things from you it, being in Albany, you pulled me aside in one of the quads in the dorm saying, hey, you should try out for this dance team. I'm on this dance team. We're starting this dance team. But that was one of my weakest time, my most vulnerable time in my life. I was, I felt so gross. And I'm like, why did she? Like, I would have never have known that, you know, want me on her dance team. I remember you and Katie, like, little skinny blondes I'm like I don't like, what do I I what am I gonna do on there and then a little encouragement like or just someone being um I felt like never I never feel judged by you right same same and those are the type of people I hope everyone learns to surround themselves yeah with, you know? mm-hmm. and it takes time to weed that out when you're growing up for yeah sure mm-hmm 
So what kind of advice or tips would you have for someone who's ready to change their lifestyle about maybe what they're eating or how they want to move their bodies in order to feel better? And I'm saying feel better because like you said, I don't focus on weight loss, especially when I'm talking about it with my clients with counseling and mental health. It's all about how you feel. So what kind of tips would you have? I think that if you're listening to this podcast and you are like, I know what I need to do to feel really good. So when I think you, you work with young adults, right? So some of them were kids going into college. So when you go on campus, you are like exuberating confidence, ready to take on the next four years, going after your dream job, going after the dream guy or girl or the new friends, the new identity and capitalizing on that momentum. And running with it, go with it, see how far it takes you. And then you take a couple steps back and momentum, whatever that looks like for the individual. If it's cleaning out your pantry, if it's um, going down to the cafeteria in your whatever campus and look at the food, pay attention to the foods that make you feel good or speak up right now to your group of friends about some of your new habits. And, and I think the biggest part about bridging the intent and turning your intention in to action is that it is okay to ask for what you want, ask for help, ask for support. You do not have to go it alone. I went for it alone for too long, even though I was surrounded by people that if I had just asked for support and help, they would have helped me. I wouldn't have suffered emotionally. I wouldn't have wasted money on diet pills, diet powders, pills, shakes, protein bars, counting points, counting calories, measuring points portions, all of that, that, that it did not help me get to where I am now. Asking for help does. And that's the way we, you know, ask for help for our friend to help do our accounting or daycare or babysitting or asking someone to help me with an interview. You can ask someone to help me shift and create different healthier habits. And that conversation we all have time to time about, to eat the ice cream, not eat the ice cream, drink the beer, not drink the beer, stay out, or should I sleep? When you have a coach, when you have someone on your side, those you can have a conversation with somebody instead of in your head. <laughs> and, <laughs> so and, true. That, and that is an investment. It's, it's an investment. When you invest in a coach, you're investing in yourself. And I think that instead of chipping away at my budget with all these quick fixes and things, I could have made serious hell I could have had a serious progress sooner so you're singing my song and I, I say that because you know with mental health too so many people depend on themselves to fix their problems or like their friends or their family but like friends and family are so biased they have their own feelings about it sometimes you need like a third party to hold you accountable and that's what you do with your business which is awesome yeah. And, and, you know, we've been through, I think we've kind of lived and, and breathed it and, and it's part of who we are. So when my clients see progress, I feel like I've seen progress when they take a step back. I'm like, okay, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel everything for them. I love them. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I love them and they've made, I've learned from them. They've made my life so much better too. And that's like, it's okay to ask for, ask for help and admit when you don't know something too. I love that. I love that. So right now, what kind of services are you offering? So right now I offer personal one-on-one coaching. 
And I will be offering group coaching in July. Yeah. Really exciting. It will be um, through a webinar platform and we're kind of getting all of that together. But I love the personal coaching one-on-one. I have three and six month programs. Right now I'm doing an introductory rate. And um, with all this time on our hands, given the pandemic and our emotions everywhere, we want to use food to our benefit. And, but like I said, you know, no amount of kale is going to fix anything. So you really have to connect the food to relationships, spirituality, physical activity, and career and finances. We haven't talked about that, but sometimes that comes up with clients too about the money you have impacts the food decisions you make. So true. I want to leave. Yeah. Oh, no, I just wanted to say too, like some actual tips, though, as far as not only just asking for support and help, we emphasize that, but um, using the, um, the concept of crowding out. So surrounding your meals with fruits and veggies will decrease your desire for all the processed foods going back. It's very, very simple going back to real mm-hmm. foods um, and paying attention. So making your plate up with those real foods, you know, go back to the basics. Yeah, go back to the basics. You you know what you need to do. Think about one thing you can do right now after listening to this podcast that can make you feel a little bit better in the moment and follow through on it. And in the concept of bioindividuality, one person's uh, food is another person's poison. So to say that somebody doesn't eat dairy, but you do fine with dairy, it's about like what happened with me in the beginning when I was 21, taking responsibility and managing your health for you. Um, yes. Yes. I love that. So how can people find you, Kathleen, if they want to work with you or just follow up on this conversation? So Instagram, Kathleen Healy, HHC. It's Kathleen Healy Holistic Health Coaching. And you can find me on Facebook, Kathleen Healy Holistic Health Coaching. And I admit I need support and help with social media. So I'm going to be asking out and um, hopefully upgrading all of that so I can better connect and support everybody who really needs it, who really, who really wants it. I will definitely put your contact info in the show notes that are linked to my website. So if people, you know, didn't get to catch that as they're listening, they can head to my website, check out my podcast area, and I'll put your info there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Enjoy this weekend coming up. You too. Happy Memorial Day. (laughs) You too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to the information shared during this episode. Please consider subscribing so you can stay updated when new episodes are released. And don't forget to check out the podcast show notes to find any resources that were mentioned in today's conversation. Thank you for listening and enjoy all the moments your day has to offer you.